Thanks for listening to this message from Whitstable Community Church. To find out more, go to www.whitstablecommunity.church. Hello and welcome to session five of What Christians Believe, where we're looking at some of the central beliefs of the Christian faith. Each of the podcasts in this series really builds on the one before, so if you haven't listened to the others, I would encourage you to go back to those and then come back to this one. Last time we looked at what Christians believe about Jesus, and today we're turning our attention to what Christians believe about the cross. If you've never thought about it, it's pretty strange that crucifixion, this brutal system of execution, considered even in its time to be utterly barbaric and used to snuff out any potential revolution by this man, Jesus has now become the central symbol of the Christian faith. Today we're going to be thinking about why that is, why the crucifixion is so important to Christians and what they believe about it. Now, as with all of our topics, this podcast can only ever be an introduction. There is so much that could be said about the cross. No one verse of the Bible can fully capture everything there is to say about it. Each scripture gives us a view from a different angle, like turning a beautiful diamond in our hand. When we put all of these verses together, we begin to see the full significance of the cross. In this series, we've been tracking the story of the Bible, looking at how we were made for a relationship with God, but that sin has separated us from him. And the story of the Bible shows us that God still wanted to be in the midst of his people, but something needed to be done to address the problem of sin. And the crucifixion of Jesus is God's answer to that problem and the consequence of separation from God. Our scripture today is from the Old Testament. It's Isaiah chapter 53, verses 4 to 11. This is an Old Testament prophecy which the New Testament writers believe to have been fulfilled in the death of Jesus on the cross. Before we read it, it's worth quickly saying that the crucifixion of Jesus was a real event. Although it is rich with symbolism and deep meaning, it is not a metaphor or allegory itself, but an historically attested event recorded in all the Gospels and by other non-biblical sources. Okay, let's get to the scripture. Isaiah chapter 53, starting to read in verse 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, Yet he opened not his mouth, like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? And they made his grave with the wicked, and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him, He put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Here's what we learn from this scripture about the crucifixion of Jesus. Firstly, Jesus bore the sin of humanity upon himself on the cross. Verse 5 says he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Verse 6 tells us the Lord laid on him the iniquity of all. 
Verse 12 says that he bore the sins of many. As we have looked at previously, the Bible tells us that all of us are sinful. As verse 6 says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. All of us are separated from God because of our sin. And all of us need our sin to be dealt with in order for us to come back into relationship with God. On the cross, Jesus takes our sin upon himself. The second thing that we see from these verses is that Jesus atones for our sin on the cross. Verse 7 describes Jesus as being like a lamb that is led to the slaughter. Verse 10 speaks of him being made an offering for guilt. The language used here is that of sacrifice. In the Old Testament, God gave the people of Israel a temporary solution to the problem of their sin. A system of sacrifices by which their sins could be atoned for by being symbolically placed upon an animal and that animal being offered up to God as a sacrifice. So the animal would die in their place. But the book of Hebrews in the New Testament tells us that these sacrifices weren't sufficient to fully take away sins. That's why they had to be offered again and again and again. It's like they dealt with the outside, but they didn't change the heart. These verses and many others tell us that Jesus dies on the cross as the ultimate sacrificial lamb, the one that all other sacrifices pointed towards. He bears our sin and the just consequences of our sin. As verse 5 says, upon him was the chastisement or the punishment. Jesus is able to be offered up as a sacrifice because he is unlike the rest of humanity without sin. He's a perfect sacrifice. Verse 9 says that he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. And his perfect sacrifice is enough to cleanse us from our sin once and for all. The third thing that these verses show us is that the cross is God's plan for salvation for all humanity. Although the Jewish leaders wanted him dead and the Roman rulers sanctioned his death, the crucifixion of Jesus was God's plan from the beginning. Verse 10 says it was the will of the Lord to crush him. Now that can sound quite shocking, but that verse is not communicating cruelty. It's communicating the immense love of God. In the New Testament, 1 John chapter 4 verse 10 says, In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Through Jesus' death on the cross, we can find forgiveness for our sins and peace with God. As we've seen, verse 5 says, Upon him was the chastisement or the punishment. But wonderfully, there's more to that verse. It goes on to say, It was the punishment that brought us peace. And by his wounds we are healed. Through the cross, our fractured relationship with God can be restored. Through the cross, we can find healing from the disease of our sin and brokenness. And this can happen because of what verse 11 says. It says that through Jesus' death, the many will be accounted righteous and he shall bear their iniquities. This is often referred to as the great exchange. Jesus gets our sin and we get his righteousness. And we'll go into a little bit more detail on the benefits of this salvation in later podcasts. Finally, this passage leaves us with a tantalising glimpse of what is to come for Jesus after his crucifixion. Verse 10 says of this righteous sufferer who we know to be Jesus, that he shall see his offspring, he shall prolong his days. Now that's not the language you use to describe a dead man. It's a hint of resurrection, but we'll think more about that in our next podcast. For now, though, here's a few questions to think about. Number one, what did you previously think about or understand about Jesus's crucifixion? Number two, 
Has this passage of scripture or this podcast made you think differently about the crucifixion? And if so, how? And number three, what relevance do you think the crucifixion has, the crucifixion of Jesus has for your life today? I hope this has been helpful. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.